You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Pride of Detroit podcast is brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. It's the jerky that fuels your Detroit Lions. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky and meat sticks are available to Lions players at the training facilities at Allen Park. Each two ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein and each stick has eight grams of protein. Trust me, if it's good enough for the Lions, it's going to be good enough for you, too. Righteous Felon is based in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and they use locally sourced all natural black Angus beef and they pride themselves on superior quality, revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offerings. And now through the end of December, you can go to RighteousFelon.com and use the discount code POD20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's promo code POD20 at RighteousFelon.com, valid through 12-31-2022. Welcome to the Detroit Lions postgame show for Lions at Panthers, and this is where the dreams uh, became more like memes again for the Detroit Lions. After a very fun month and change, from December and November into now, it all kind of came crashing down for the Detroit Lions in one of the worst ways imaginable in Charlotte. And there's no real way to sugarcoat it. The Lions got laughed off the field. I always maintain that in the NFL, matchups and execution matter. Sometimes you're in a bad matchup, but that matchup also has to execute. And the Carolina Panthers did just that. They executed the Detroit Lions. Clean kill. What can I say? We'll get into that. We'll talk about a little bit about what the Detroit Lions still need to do to make the playoffs. If that dream is still alive, it took a hell of a shot today, though. It took one hell of a shot. Let's start with the fact that, as always, the Lions have been teetering on this precipice for a while. That their defense was always threatening to give the ghost away in very poor ways. And they had started to show signs of that in the last couple games. Now, I think this team likes to believe that it has prided itself in stopping the run. But if you start to dig a little bit deeper, the, the teams they have played haven't had the greatest run games either. either. The Jets... Run uh, leading rusher on there on the game was Zonovan Knight. Michael Carter only saw the ball four times, and Dalvin Cook got about uh, I want to say it was about 12 carries in his game against the Detroit Lions. By comparison, the Carolina Panthers handed the ball to Donta Foreman 21 times, Chubba Hubbard 12, Sam Darnold ran it on the ground about five times there. You, you can see where this is going. They beat the, they, they figure it out very early. Hey, we have a good matchup against you, and we're just going to keep running it down your gullet. 
And it's not like they just did it with the rushing team, the rushing offense either, because Sam Darnold, God damn, I hate that man. I hated him when when they played when we when the Detroit Lions played the Jets in his first game, and he looked like a superstar, and it was downhill from there. And he found the post, the he found the fountain of youth. Apparently, he found Ponce de Leon's corpse. He drank it all because he was he got 250 yards today, averaging 11.4. There was really nothing the Lions could do on offense, and a lot of individual performances just looked very, very poor for several key players. Deshaun Elliott out from this game. Uh, Ali McNeil not really able to do much up front. A lot of missed tackles across the board. I know Ifatu Melifonwu kind of became a bit of the of a goat, not capital letters, lowercase letters, in this game as well. But Really, this is this is uh, this is a tape. I think the Lions' defense is going to burn because there was nothing they could really do against the pass, against the rush. Nothing, nothing was set there, and and that sets us up for what happened on the offense, which was fine. But two two problems. Number one, there there Jared Goff early on did have some trouble with the ball a little bit. I think it was the gloves, but. Otherwise, not. I'm still great in this game. Still able to get the ball out, especially to DJ Shark, who gets 108 yards against his former team. Seven receptions to Amon Ross, St. Brown. Like nothing really to complain about with Goff. The problem is the Lions' run game has been wa- wavering, stuttering, and it finally gave out here. There was nothing doing on the ground. I think the matchup of Brian Burns against this offensive line is one the Detroit Lions did not like. They did not fare well against Brian Burns at all, and he became a massive disrupting force, racked two tackles for loss. And DeAndre Swift, once again, only got 12 yards. The problem is, too, Jamal Williams didn't really do much either. The run game completely collapsed in full. And when you have that and you have the the rush, the, the pass rush that Jared Goff faced, where he made a couple of bad throws... Results in a lot of three and out. It, this this was a black mark for everyone talking about the genius of Ben Johnson. It shows that there is ways to slow down and stop this offense, and it, it got stopped. It wasn't just the defense. This this offense got stopped as well. I know people like to say the problem is purely on the defense, but you know through through most of this game, through the first through most of this game, the Lions only had thirteen points. Through the first half, they only had seven. They they got they got handled pretty hardy, and they finally lost the turnover battle. They've been very good about taking care of the football, and they just started to turn the ball over. The red zone turnover, especially, was where I feel this game started to finally come off the rails. It came off the rails. I mean, early, and that I, I don't think the Lions ever recovered mentally from turning the ball over in their own red zone. Offensively, not much was doing, and then on offense, the I mean, and then on defense, the Carolina Panthers could do whatever they want through the air, on the ground, not great. So this burns a lot of this burns a lot of opportunities for the Detroit Lions to still make the playoffs. Now, I think some people have been characterizing the season with as playing with house money for the Detroit Lions. The problem is when you lose the house money, you're still losing money. So the Lions, especially the fans, got a taste of what it could be like in the playoff hunt. 
and it was close. And unfortunately, a loss like this, a lot of people said, you know, win or lose. The Detroit Lions, I'm not going to be mad at them. If they lose, it's going to suck, but that's okay. People got mad at the Detroit Lions again today because this, this team, when it does lose, finds way to extremely, extremely frustrate you. And in this frustrating scenario, it was the Carolina Panthers housing your defense. And again, I have to stress, the Carolina Panthers are not a bad football team. They've won three of their last four, four of their last six since firing Matt Rule. They are a very different team, and they've shown against other teams, too. They don't need Christian McCaffrey to make this work on the ground. And guess what? They're playing for playoff aspirations, too. Even at their record, even at their record, they are still in the hunt for the NFC South because the NFC South is trash. At six and nine, they are still in the hunt. So both teams wanted it here, but only one team really played like it. I, I hate doing the narrative approach on this. I don't think that it was a matter of want more than anything, but I will contend this. The Lions met a bad matchup. It doesn't mean they're going to lose the rest of the season out. It means there's a chink in their armor, but I don't think the game plan against the Lions got handed to any other teams either. Nobody got figured out. This is what the NFL is. It's it's a week-to-week league, and sometimes you run up against a team that is not only a good matchup against you, but also, also a team that can execute that matchup. And the Carolina Panthers did that. So the Lions really have to go back to the drawing board here. They basically have no latitude if they want to make the playoffs. They have to win out and they need help from around the rest of the NFL. Now, thankfully today here on Saturday, Christmas Eve, the Minnesota Vikings just made a 61-yard field goal to beat the New York Giants. Uh, I believe as I'm sitting here recording this, Seattle is preparing to tip off against... uh, 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 I'm sorry, Seattle already lost today early against Kansas City. So the Lions are getting the help they need but they're going to need to help themselves and they're going to need a little bit more. It doesn't kill the dream, but it does take the dream's chances down to about 20%. It was nice to dream. It was nice to dream for a while. I think this Lions team is still a good ways away, especially when it comes to their their defense, and it's still a good ways away when it comes to just not having games like this. But everyone has games like this, but the Lions... Just they, they had such a bad start to the season that these kind of games coming late really put the damper on it. So we'll see. They've got to play the Bears, who are also another very good run option team. And they've got to play the Packers late in the year. I, I think it's going to come down to that Bears game at this point. But, you know, they saw the Bears earlier and they managed to eke out a win there. And just because the team ma- and, you know, the Bears might match up at, like the Panthers... But they still have to execute against it. And I think this team also has to go back to the drawing board and figure out what exactly went wrong here. Because I don't want to hear about cold weather either. These are two California quarterbacks, and they both slang it too. So what, the defense got bad in the cold weather? Either way, the lines are going back to a dome here against the Bears on New Year's Day. Probably for the best. We'll be back here probably on Monday with the POD cast itself. I want everyone to have a good holidays. This has been an amazing year for us here at Pride of Detroit. Fun season. This game, I know, kind of put a lot of damper on it. But at the same time, uh, it's been really fun. I just saw this week we charted in the top 20 
for podcasts downloaded on Apple Podcasts in the American football category. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. That's amazing. I hope you and yours have a great, happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate, family is important. Spend it with them. Love them. And we'll see you back here next time. As always, I'm Chris Perfett, and we'll see you star side. Star side.